Welcome to the Fairway Performance Podcast. My aim for this podcast is to have conversations or to record solo episodes like the one I'm doing today to help you improve your golf, your fitness, and your health. And I'm your host, Sean Dykoff. And on today's episode, I want to talk about some of the work that I do with my individual coaching clients and the work that I do with people who I've done movement screenings or TPI, Titleist Performance Institute movement screenings on uh, for golfers and how the information that we gather from that and from the way they move in the gym, on the course, and just their mobility, flexibility, strength, power, speed, and everything combined in general can lead to different faults on course, different swing patterns, different misses, different characteristics, and all this type of stuff. So it's just accumulating a lot of the knowledge that I've gathered over time from doing this work with clients and just putting it in a a bit of a sort of a succinct way for you to understand. So the first one or the first point that I want to talk about today is the importance of breaking down your swing and understanding the individual components and the different elements to it and parts to it and the fact that we have different, um, you know, strength, mobility, flexibility demands and all of the different parts. So the first reason it's important to break down your swing is so that we can understand it better. So one of the things that I have really enjoyed and has been a selfish benefit to working with so many golfers around the world is I get to learn what they're doing and then I can actually see if it's showing up in my game or my friends' games and um, do little like guinea pig tests on myself and my friends and see how... Uh, different changes uh, we can make are going to help golfers with the issues that I see clients come in with. So what I mean by that is um, understanding your swing better. So it's understanding that um, with poor hip rotation, we're going to put undue stress on the upper and lower back, having to potentially rotate further or try to rotate further to complete a full swing, uh, either in the backswing or the downswing, and that increased pressure or stress on that one body part or that part of the, the body in general can lead it to breaking down with either an acute injury or an overuse injury. So Um, understanding the different elements and the different mobility, flexibility, strength, power, speed requirements of a golf swing is going to increase our education and knowledge of the swing so that we can then uh, work and get to know ourselves better uh, and work within ourselves better. The next thing is learning how movement restrictions can lead to certain faults. So if you've listened to a few episodes that I've done before, then you've heard me talk about things like early extension, over-the-top swing path, um, the flat shoulder plane, loss of posture. Um, all of these things are characteristics of a swing. And they can, one, they can be definitely from a lack of understanding of a correct swing path and how to swing a club and practice of swinging the club in a certain way. Uh, but two, and the majority of issues that I come across with golfers, especially being a golf fitness and uh, mobility and strength coach, is it's because the body can't actually move in a certain way. So it's trying to find the path of least resistance, and that's just the way that you swing because of um, you know how you've been brought up, how your injuries are, what things your body's had to deal with over time. Um, previous injuries is a big one, like I just mentioned. Um, and it can lead us to to swing in certain ways. So understanding or breaking down your swing can lead you to understand these even further and how those limitations will cause you to do certain things on the course. And then the beauty of it is that you can start to self-correct it. So 
As an example, I used to have a very, very flat shoulder plane um, or even a slight loss of posture uh, in my swing because I was very limited in upper body rotation. Now, what that led to was a very in to out swing path, which would lead to me either blocking the ball as a bad shot or so starting I'm a right hander. So I'd hit it out to the right and it would just stay going right. Um, not a huge way, but it just wouldn't turn the way that I wanted it to. And if I was trying to draw the ball, which was my primary shot shape, then hitting it right and it not drawing, it exacerbates the problem. Like it seems like it goes even further right than what you intended because you obviously haven't got that ball moving left towards the target. So it seems as though it's going further away. Uh, the other fault can be if my hand-eye coordination was a little bit off that day and I was turning the hands over too fast and closing the club face a little too quickly, I would essentially like slap the ball, if that makes sense. And what that would do was put a lot of spin on the ball. So I'd hit these big high roping hook shots or even uh, every now and then, not often, but my really, really bad shot was like a little bit of a duck hook. So um, the in-to-out swing path was the culprit of doing that and the closing of the hand. So that's where the fault showed up. And it was because my upper body could not rotate very far. So I didn't have a very long backswing. And this was causing a lot of the problems. And you can even go further down the rabbit hole with that. And I wasn't, uh, because I wasn't able to generate much power in that short swing, I was then trying to swing it a little bit further or go a little further into my backswing than what I could potentially handle. And that would cause me to lose posture and stand up a little bit. And then it would lead to poor contact and me making one of the, you know, the block or the, the big duck hook. So hopefully that as an example, uh, just gives you a little bit of an understanding of how a, you know, a lack of upper body rotation can lead to down the path, some things that will go wrong with your contact and then obviously ball flight and the results that you're getting on the golf course. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, what are some of the key components to a swing uh, or key components physically that we need to look at? Now, there's a few. The first one is obviously our mobility and I'll break that down in, in just a little bit. Uh, but first, first component is a mobility. The second component is our strength uh, because that's going to help us with our uh, risk of injury and uh, reducing our risk of injury and also how much then the next component, uh, building speed and power. So strength is going to give us a certain level of speed and power and then obviously we just need to have the coordination uh, to coordinate the effort to, to utilize the speed and power. So that's the three, mobility, strength and power. Now, within mobility, what we've got to think about there is the different components to the body. So we need to have a certain amount of torso rotation or there's a, a desired amount of torso rotation. We want to have a certain amount of uh, shoulder rotation and shoulder internal and ex external rotation. We want to have a certain amount of internal and external rotation of the hips so that we're actually able to rotate the pelvis. Uh, and also we want to be able to um, flex and extend the hips. So um, anterior and posterior pelvic tilt um, to cause that uh, to, or to get us to that really good impact position that, you know, DJ and some of these other golf pros have where their belt buckle is turned towards the target when they're making impact uh, rather than their hips extending directly towards the ball as they uh, hit the ball uh, called early extension um, so if we understand 
the key components, so torso, shoulders, hips, um, pelvis, anterior, posterior, then we can also get to know what uh, degrees of rotation are desirable there and also what physical traits are really good there. So obviously standing there, one of the TPI tests is to test uh, your pelvic tilt. So standing there, we want to be able to um, do an ex, uh, an anterior, sorry, anterior and a posterior pelvic tilt. So what that is, an anterior posterior pelvic tilt, um, to put it in really layman's terms and a bit of a silly way of describing it, but it will make sense to a lot of people, is if we um, pictured ourselves set up in golf posture and then moving our hips forwards and backwards like a, a dog was humping a uh, humping something, um, that's essentially what our hips are doing, that anterior posterior pelvic tilt. Um, is a really important characteristic to uh, making good impact and a, and a good golf swing. Uh, then for our shoulders, uh, the trail shoulder for a right-hander, so our right hand or right arm for a, a right-handed golfer, we want to have really good external rotation there because that's going to allow us to go into a full and really good and long backswing without having to change posture or um, go over the top or do any of these other things. So there's a certain amount of shoulder internal and external rotation that we want to have, uh, which is going to lead to better results on the course and in our swing. And then um, obviously for our hips uh, rotation and for our torso and thoracic rotation as well, there's certain benchmarks that we want to hit. And if you want to get to know those, the best way to do it is to either seek out someone locally and do a TPI screening with them in person, or um, you know I've done hundreds of uh, TPI screenings now online, especially during COVID. I was doing a lot with people in the US, the UK, uh, in South Africa, um, in Asia, uh, in Singapore, so all these different countries that I was running people through screenings, and it was just giving them an idea of where they're at currently with their mobility, um, and you know where they could get the most benefit or bang for their buck if they're to spend time doing their mobility work. Uh, the next thing when we're breaking down the key components to making improvements in your swing is strength. And if strength is a limiting factor, we're going to run into multiple problems, but if we were to run through the TPI fitness screening, then what we would do is we would have a look at some upper body and lower body benchmarks. So uh, for this example, we'd use a certain percentage of your body weight. Are you able to do a certain amount of squats or lunges or different movements uh, for the upper and lower body and do multiple reps with them so we're testing how strong we are and our, you know, that's going to influence our ability to then uh, my next point, which is generate speed and power. And the generation of speed and power, uh, or power is essentially force times distance. So we want to be able to put a lot of force into a short distance or short duration of a golf swing. So John Rahm, if we're to think of John Rahm versus uh, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm has a lot more power than Rory McIlroy because John Rahm's... Um, ability to create acceleration or create speed and power is much shortened um, so he obviously has to work around that in his swing and all the gym work that he does by um, you know modifying doing different exercises to uh, increase his potential there um, versus someone like Rory who has a longer backswing um, but swings it and and hits the ball with the same uh, essentially like club head speed and ball speed coming off the club so um, someone like John Rahm obviously is a bit more powerful and uh, there's actually been um, 
a few videos or a few things that I've seen online where uh, Tony Finau is another uh, short swinger of the golf club, um, but I've seen some videos of him actually doing full swings and hitting over 200 miles an hour ball speed. So um, it just goes to show like him just doing a three-quarter swing or, or half swing, whatever you want to call it. Um, obviously, he's a very powerful person, um, but then if he's to go further and have a full swing of the club, um, he can yeah, get ball speeds in excess of 200 miles an hour. So, um, and, and I myself am the same. I'm a very short swinger of the golf club. I can produce a lot of um, f- force or a lot of power. Um, and if I do swing it f- uh, further, like I do f- swing it further into my backswing, I actually can hit it further, but it obviously can go a lot wider as well and, and have lots of misses. So, um, anyway, not to, to talk about myself on here, but um, just a, another example for you guys. Uh, so yeah, the key components, mobility, strength, and power. So if we do tests, we run through a battery of tests for each of those, we can see which one of those things is your limiting factor. So an example could be, um, someone is at the threshold of their power and the only way for them to get better with that is to increase their strength and their muscle mass. So strength work is going to be really good for them and less working on the power. What we're probably going to find is by them working on strength and building some muscle mass, by having more muscle mass, immediately they're just going to start generating more power um, because in general, this kind of person uh, has really good coordination and they're able to coordinate the effort really well to produce a lot of power to the ball um, versus someone who um, has lots of strength and the ability to lift weights and everything else is really good but they just don't have, um, they just don't have the uh, ability to coordinate the effort well enough and to produce the power to obviously um, smash the golf ball. So um, it can be a coordination or coordination work there that is going to get them the best results. Uh, so how does this um, how does this show up? So by by running through all these batteries of tests and doing the you know fitness test, the power and speed test, the uh, mobility screening, we're finding areas where we're deficient and we can then maximize the time that we spend in the gym working on the correct things. And this is the, the main benefit to someone doing an individual program with a coach like myself is we can actually test all of the things and ensure that the you know two to three or four hours or whatever it is that you want to invest each week in the gym is actually going to transfer and equal the most gains or benefit on the golf course because if we are you know if we just wanted to drive from I heard this analogy the other day if we want to drive from one side of the U.S. to the other like let's say we're in New York at the moment and we want to get over to California um, one way is we can just jump on the highway and just start heading uh, to the other side of the country. We can just take whatever roads come up, follow the signs, uh, and we may get there and it may take a while. Uh, the other way we can get there is we can jump on Google Maps and through its use of finding where the busy roads are, the toll roads, um, all the information which it has access to, it can generate the fastest route for you to that destination based on all of these other inputs so that it's the quickest way for you to get there and it's going to save you the most time. And going from one side of the US to the other, I don't actually know how many hours or how many miles that is uh, or kilometers. Um, I speak in kilometers, not miles. Uh, but 
whatever time it takes, you know, you might end up saving yourself 25% of that time by following the, you know, the roads which are fastest and getting the inputs from Google Maps and whatnot because it's picking up where all the cars are on the road and the toll roads and stuff. So, um, in other words, like what I'm saying with that analogy is rather than just like grabbing any old program off the internet and just guessing where you need to work on your mobility or strength or power, it's actually figuring these things out and spending a little bit of time actually working these things out and then attacking the ones or placing the highest importance on the ones which are the things that will drive the most benefit and percentage change on the course or in your mobility or swing or whatever it is. Uh, And then if all that goes well and you get those maybe two or three sessions done and you have more time in the week to train, you can throw in some fun stuff for the rest of the week to keep it light and um, you know, enjoyable and, and make sure that you have a good time in the gym if that's something that you wanted to do. So um, hopefully all of that made sense. And um, my my goal essentially of this podcast is just to, just to highlight to you the importance of uh, I know and I hear it so often that everyone is really busy, we have limited time, um, we want to get the most bang for our buck, we want to be able to, if we buy something, get the best results from it, whether it's a new golf club and increasing our ball speed or, or whatever, um, or also, and, and forgiveness I guess as well, um, or if it's a gym program, then not just going to the gym and just doing like any old workouts or a, a mishmash of all the stuff that you see on maybe my Instagram or other golf fitness people's Instagrams and you know guessing what you need to work on or you know, having a tight lower back and guessing that you need to work on your lower back because it's tight, um, chances are you may not be working in the right area. And rather than spending weeks, months, maybe even years working on those things and, and not seeing many results in the uh, on the golf course, I should say, rather than blaming the fact that the fitness stuff doesn't work is potentially just spending a little bit of time at the start figuring out exactly where you want to head and what needs to happen to get there and then actually implementing a plan and having someone with some expertise help you get there. Uh, the The other thing that I like to uh, remind people of is the, um, I think it's an Abraham Lincoln quote and uh, he talks about um, when if he's ever tasked with chopping down a tree um, and he's got you know a certain amount of hours to do it he's going to spend the first amount of time sharpening the axe so that each strike with the axe is actually worthwhile and will go further into the tree um, rather than just grabbing the axe straight away potentially blunt and um, and just pounding away hoping that he'll be able to chop through the tree so um, always sharpen the axe before you start swinging at the tree essentially um, cool. So I hope um, I'm just going to leave the episode there for today. Hopefully you've got some benefit from this, or hopefully uh, it's helped you, you know, formulate an idea in your head of why it is important to go down this rabbit hole of learning all these things and figuring out where you need to work. Um, and if you want to talk about this stuff, then you can either email me Sean S H A U N at fairwayperformance.com. I'd love to do a screening with um, any of you guys that are listening and help you and point you in the right direction of a program which will help or even write a program for you um, which will help you. I do have a very limited number of clients that I work individually with. Um, Obviously, it takes a lot of time to to work with those people. So um, if you do, I would um, jump on board pretty quickly. I have two spaces available if you're keen to jump on board with that. Um, yeah, Sean at Fairway Performance is a good way to contact me. Um, or if you follow me on Instagram, then Sean, S-H-A-U-N dot Dyakoff, D-I-A-C-H-K-O-F-F. 
uh, direct message me through there uh, and I'll be able to send you the booking link and um, yeah, hook up with you and, and uh, work through a, a screening and, and figure out a plan to help you improve the way the, that your body moves so that you can potentially play better golf uh, or, or have a um, your golf coach can have a better piece of clay to mold a, a better swing from. So yeah, again, I really hope that has helped you guys. And um, if you have any ideas for future topics, future episodes, or a guest which you recommend that I get onto the show because they would be great for a chat, then yeah, the previous methods, um, the email or the Instagram is a great way to get in contact and I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Until next week, guys, I'll see you later.